Picture it, Los Angeles, 2022. Welcome to Out on the Lanai, the only Golden Girls podcast you're ever going to need to listen to. I am H. Allen Scott slash Sadie Pines. And I'm Carrie Doherty. And this is a podcast where we used to watch an episode of the Golden Girls and then talk about it, but we ran out of episodes. So now we're breaking down all iconic 24 episodes of the Golden Palace, which of course is a spinoff of the Golden Girls and is currently streaming on what, Carrie? Hulu. Yes, and we just watched season one, episode 16, titled Senor Stinky Learns Absolutely Nothing About Life, which aired on February 5th, 1993, and is the one where Blanche has to use her brains for business and Roland won't let Chewie play volleyball. What a title of an episode of television. I mean, I have never seen a title that long, but also that weird. It is a mouthful. Um... But let's start with good news because we have good news that we, it's yes. like, I want, I wish I had breaking news sound effect. Breaking news, breaking news. Just as we were coming on um, to record, we found out what, Carrie? So Stan just texted me from downstairs. Um, if you guys the recall. Lanai. He texted you from the Lanai, Carrie. Stick he texted me from the Lanai. Um, <laughs> as you recall, in our last episode, we had a call to action for all Golden Girls fans. Um, to help one of our own, John Hetherington, AKA at Liberated by Gaga, um, to save his home. And he had a GoFundMe page. And I'm sorry, I'm getting a little emotional, but he, mm-hmm. Stan just texted me from downstairs and said that he just checked his GoFundMe and he made his goal. Mm-hmm. And for all, any of you who donated, I just want to personally say thank you. Um, I'm just so happy. Like, this poor man, he's just been through so much. And, and I was like, he's really been in my heart lately. And I'm just so happy that he gets to keep his home, which was specifically designed for him and his needs. And those were his parents' wishes. And I'm just, I'm so happy. And to anybody who contributed or or shared the word, these are happy tears. Um, I'm just, I'm so incredibly happy and, um, and grateful. And John, we love you. And I, it just, I can't wait to to talk to you now. <laughs> yeah, it's so wonderful. I mean, that, that you know, so many different people, not just even the Golden Girls community, but so many people contributed and, and took part. And it's really wonderful when like, you know, things that should be set up in society, not to get political here, but there should be things set in place for people who need assistance when they're down and, and are in trouble. And I'm so glad that there are such kind-hearted people out there who are willing to, step into the places that perhaps maybe our political leaders should be in. So that's, I'm off my soapbox, but yes, I am so happy. And it's such a wonderful news. And it's such a, this is such a perfect episode because this episode is one that we've also been waiting for, for a long time. So we are celebrating a lot of things today. Why is this a special episode, Carrie? Well, I think for you, it's, (laughs) well, I know I don't have to say, I think, I know for you, excuse me, I'm like just trying to collect myself here. Um, I know for you, it's because it's the one where Don Cheadle plays volleyball. He is shirtless so much, so much. Yeah, I, he and is John, shirtless. John, John I, will, I have a feeling that John, and I'm just inferring from the screen name liberated, liberated by Gaga. I don't know what I don't want to infer anything by that, but I think I can infer one thing. John also appreciates that Don Cheadle is shirtless in this episode. <laughs> yeah, I, I have so many moments in my notes where I say, um, check in with H. Allen. Are yeah. you okay? Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> all right. This is, we've got a lot of volleyball and a lot of Blanche outfits to get to. So I think we should take a quick break and then uh, we're going to dive right in. So there's one thing that we forgot to mention beforehand, before we took a break, that I feel like we have to acknowledge because it was such a big, big thing. Betty White, of course, passed away right before her 100th birthday. And who also turned 100 this week? Who has also passed away? B. Arthur. B. Arthur was 100 years old, which is like so weird to think about. Like 100. That means if B. Arthur had lived as long, basically, as Betty White, 
like she would have been around today. It's wild. It's wild. It's wild. Well, B. Arthur, happy birthday. Happy, happy birthday, B. Arthur. I hope somewhere in heaven you're enjoying a Mr. Haha dog. Oh, yeah. You know she's not, but I do hope that maybe, you know what I hope she's enjoying? Actually, this is what we know from the Golden Girls. B. Arthur, or at least Dorothy Spornak, enjoyed a good cigarette and a good musical number. So I hope she is smoking up a storm and singing, What'll I do? <laughs> oh, please don't stop. I will. I no, come on, I one need, more line. No, I, I don't even know the next line. Wait, what'll I do? So blue. I don't know the words. <laughs> I do know. I want to be loved by you, just you, and nobody else but you. Is that a gun in your pocket? Pulls out gun. I am very excited. I can't wait for the one woman show. Oh, you have no idea. Pines does be Arthur's one woman show. Sadie Pines should do be Arthur's one woman show. I should. Um, Oh my God, that would be so good. I could just walk around barefoot. You know, that's my drag. Is walking around barefoot? Well, my shoes, there was a couple couple shows ago. I, because I am known for, um, I have very big feet. I have very big feet. And I, the heels are not a friend to me. And, and uh, at the last show, I did a number where um, it's like the song, um, in these shoes, I don't think so. Honey, <laughs> let's do it here. You know that song? And uh, I did that song and in it, I came out in heels, of course. And then I took off my heels and I was like, in these shoes. And I lifted up these sparkly bedazzled Crocs and I did the rest of the number in Crocs and it was wonderful. So people know me for not being great with footwear. So I yes. feel like walking around, doing a whole show with a B. Arthur numbers barefoot would be actually very perfect for the memory of B. Arthur and for the drag of Sadie Pines. Yeah, yeah, I'm on board. I subscribe, let's do it. Good, please tell others. Um, <laughs> oh my gosh, I'm sorry. I'm still real, I'm just still reeling over the Pull it together, Carrie, gotta do it for I'm, the girls. I know, I'm so sorry. We're, okay, well, we're gonna talk about this episode. I'm gonna do it through a smile the whole time. Okay, so- Don um, wants us to talk about this wild episode featuring Don Cheadle shirtless. Yes. Um, so I know. Okay. So we start in the lobby. Rose is vacuuming. And I was like, shouldn't she wait until like it's late at night to vacuum the I lobby? Know. I but I, too. I don't know. I, and also I'm like, come on, you're, you, you're one of the owners of this hotel. I get it. Everybody should know the ins and outs of how their hotel works. I don't mind but, that she's vacuuming. You know, yeah. I just mind that she's vacuuming at that time. Um, so while she vacuums, Sophia had a wet t-shirt contest, which really excited me. Oh my gosh. That I love that. Yeah. So Blanche announces that the owner of the Mecca hotel is suing them <laughs> and, <gasps> and right. I mean, we're right. I mean, we're in it. Yeah. And Rose goes, well, we can't watch Sophia 24 hours a day. And then <laughs> I love that they assumed that it was Sophia. Yep. And then she goes, and that wet t-shirt contest was open to the public. Oh my God. Like it's such a Sophia thing. Like, give me that episode. You know what I mean? Oh my God. Uh, I, it reminds me of an episode of RuPaul's drag race. I think I forget what season, I think season four, where they do a wet t-shirt contest in like a parking lot and the drag queens wear these like, um, breastplates around their necks and they have to like shake them and everything and people are throwing water on them and of course because they're breastplates they're not attached to their body so the breastplates are just like flopping in their faces left and right and that's what I imagine would be (laughs) happening with Sophia (laughs) oh yeah there would there would be I'm this I'm not being ageist but just it's it's mother nature it's it's biology there would be some saggage oh i can tell by my body at my age that there's saggage (laughs) i don't know i mean at 80 something wow i'm gonna be able i'm gonna need a minivan for the rest of me when i drive around (laughs) i have i'm gonna have that much saggage (laughs) um so uh so anyway the 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 owner of the mecca hotel is suing them because um, he's claiming that part of their par- parking lot is on his property and they're going to have to get a lawyer. Makes sense. Um, it seems like it's a realistic setup for an episode. I a- think. It's absolutely realistic. And um, so Rose thinks they're going to have to get a lawyer. Blanche is like, 
we don't need one. I'll just have a meeting with this guy. And Rose is like, you really think you can get this guy to drop his lawsuit? And then Blanche has the greatest line. She goes, honey, if my dress is cut low enough, I can get him to drop a whole lot more than that. I can't. I, as soon as I heard that mm. line, I literally was like, I am using that as Sadie. That is a line I will use in drag as Sadie. Oh, it's so it, Yeah, it so feels good. like like a line, like an audience banter line. Or a Mae like West Like in between line. songs it, it, or something. It feels very Mae West, which Blanche is very Mae West, but it mm -hmm. feels very much like, come up and sing me sometime. You yeah. know? Yes, it really yeah. does. Um, and then Roland and Chewy and another guy named Brad enter the lobby. Now, H. Allen, would you- Brad or Fred? Because I heard him, I, I heard Blanche say Fred at some point. Both Michael and I were trying to figure that out, if it was Brad or Fred. Oh, I thought it was Brad. I heard Brad. I don't know. I don't know. I heard Fred somewhere. Regardless, I need to talk about Brad slash Fred's. Uh, I need to talk about Brad slash Fred. He was a big part of this episode. And by big, I mean literally and figuratively. He was wearing shorts that made me rewind certain parts of this episode. I'm just going to say it right now. Whoever that actor is, I actually, I think I feel more for him than I do Roland at this point. I, wow. I was very, I was very like, cool. Because I mean, he has everything that like, I would definitely respond to. You know what I mean? Like thick legs, big booty, like massive, just massive. That is Fred slash Brad to me. Wow. It takes I, a lot for you, I feel like, yeah. to to be swayed from Don Cheadle's Cheadle, but well, I mean, all right, I, here we are. The two of them are together and they're in tank tops and shorts. So there is an image happening in my head that that between these two, and it's, it's very um, Sean Cody-esque. That reference is only for a certain part of our listenership. I'm and not familiar. Yes, I know. That's why I think only certain people listening will get that and they will be laughing right now, but they know exactly what I'm painting for them as soon as I say it. Okay. So Brad, Roland, and Chewy, but not really Chewy. They just beat the Carlisle Hotel in a volleyball game. Mm. Um, and then R Blanche like zeroes in on Brad, like kind of aggressively. She kind of walks at him and she's like, you didn't hurt that shoulder of yours again, didn't you? And she's like, and he's like, no, 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 I'm fine. And she's like kind of chasing him around the lobby yeah. a little bit. And um, and he's trying to avoid her because last time after a game, she bit him. And I guess at some point she also showed him the attachments to her back massager. Well, I don't even know what that means. I mean, I, I feel like- Like what well, attachments would you have? And is it for your back? Well, I don't think it's for her back. And- <laughs> I think that the different attachments are like, I mean, how graphic do you want to get here? It's not graphic. We're all adults here. I think no. maybe there are some attachments that are like for clitoral stimulation. I oh, think wow. there are some that are for maybe yeah. insertion, hitting a G spot while also doing clitoral stimulation. We don't know. Great health teacher right here, which I, maybe. I appreciate. Yeah. So I don't know. But anyway, it's I, a fun. It's my a response fun, uh, to Blanche chasing. Fred slash Brad is um, I related to it on a level that was probably uncomfortable uh, because I don't do that in my life, obviously. Like that is a very, there's, you know, Brad slash Fred is not consenting to this. That is mm -hmm. bad. That is bad. Mm -hmm. That said, at drag shows, I, I, whenever we have like our like flirty contest things, you know, I'm very Blanche in this situation. Of course, always with consent. These people are always sort of on board with the things, but it was, it's, I, I relate to Blanche very much so in this moment, responding to her flirtatious side as a means of being sort of like cute, you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, yes. I mean, yes. And it, it, and it's a very Blanche Devereux thing to do. Yes. Um, I have a performance note for the actor who played Brad slash Fred. Um, so if you watch the scene, as soon as Blanche chases him out the, the door of the hotel, yeah. Um, he's like booking it. Like he's like rushing yeah. as soon as he gets out the door, he like immediately goes into a casual walk as if he thought he were no longer on camera. Now this could be a director note. Director could be like, Hey guy, you got to like commit to the rush until you're actually off camera. Yeah. Um, I just, it, it bothered me. It bothered oh, me. See, I thought it was cool. I didn't, I mean, I like, I, I actually didn't notice it, but, but when you describe it right now, I think it's kind of a cool thing because if I was leaving a hotel, and I looked like Fred slash Brad, 
I would immediately like be like, no, I can't look like a freak here because who knows who's going to see me, spot me and want me. Oh, interesting. So I, I have to have a cool walk. I have to have a John Travolta Saturday Night Fever walk uh-huh. in those shorts. Yeah. He better not be rushing anywhere. He better be walking real slow. I'm Blanche right. already. I just turned into Blanche. Right. So that was an actor's choice then. He yeah. made the decision that I'm going to be cool. Guy. Okay. All right. I can I can get on board. I want him so, in slow motion. In fact, that's the video I'm going to be posting of the, for this episode is Brad slash Fred. Clips of Brad slash Fred in slow motion. Great. Just make sure you do the one of him walking out the door so everybody knows what I'm talking about. I will. So Chewy is bummed because he didn't get to play in the volleyball game because he stinks. So only Brad and Roland get to play. Now, I don't know a ton about volleyball, but I do know that as far as I know, there's typically more than two people on a team. Like I Googled it and it's like, there's typically six to a team, but Really? Okay. I always thought there was two. Really? For volleyball? Well, yeah, it's like tennis. You know what I mean? Like you can have doubles or something. I don't I've know. only ever seen volleyball games with like, like I'm thinking of the office episode with company picnic and oh, that okay, that's not people. like on a professional level, but they've got at least like, they got six people on a team. On Saved by like, the Bell, the, the, the summer seasons or mm-hmm. whatever they, I feel like I remember a two person volleyball moment. Okay. Well, we're going to have to look that up. Cause I was just always under the impression there was more people. No. Um, so either way, they won't let Chewy play. And um, I felt Roland- so bad. This is, this is probably my favorite Chewy episode, TBH. Like, really? even though it has so many elements that I love in this episode, including a Betty White, almost full leg exposure, which I gagged over. We're going to talk about it. I do feel like this is Chewie's best episode thus far. It show, I empathize with him so hard because it's me. He's playing me in this episode and every sport activity. I'm going to wait to share my thoughts about this story until the end of the episode, because I don't want to, I don't want to sour the okay. mood or rain on your parade. Oh, well, you hated it. Oh, I love, oh, I like the separation. We have hot debate. Hot debate. Mm-hmm. Hot debate. <laughs> this is a, did Rose want to sleep with George? Rose, did Blanche want to sleep with George Clooney? All over again. Um, so, okay. So they won't let Chewie play because they've got two more games until the championship and he really wants to win a trophy. Yes. So the stakes of... <laughs> Roland is willing to put his friendship with Chewie on the line for a trophy. Yeah. A trophy that we can assume has very little to no monetary value for a hotel chain volleyball tournament. Wait, you don't believe this? Because to me, this is showing the similarity. And I think it's actually, as we get into the episode, we learn that that Rose gets involved in this volleyball situation. And I think it shows the similarities between Roland and Rose and how competitive they are. And I think this is just another example of, you know, Rose being super competitive, although she's not competitive. No, Rose is not competitive. She's actually a little off character, but I understand why it was not Because they teamed Rose and Roland, Roland was the one that was super competitive in this situation. And I think that shows similarities between them. I guess so. We'll talk about it. So... Anyway, Rose thinks that she can help them win because she played volleyball back in the day. Like if they need to tag somebody in at any point, you know, she was like, what, an extra? She had a bouncing like nickname or something, right? Yeah. She said back in the day, she says, I was known as jump up and down Rose. That's what the boys would call out to her, which. Was it a boob reference? Yes. It was a boob reference. And it, it reminds me of, I thought again, it's jokes of the nineties. These were the types of jokes in the nineties, but like, it's just objectifying a teenage Rose in that way. made me feel really ill and made me, it was reminiscent to me of that scene in ladybugs. Some of you know what I'm talking about where they literally had a teen actor. Like she was, they shot her running in slow motion in a bikini Mm -hmm. and she was probably like 16 years old. Anyway, gross. But I mean, this never does, appropriate. Follow through. This is a follow through from the Golden Girls in, especially I think the boob episode with Blanche when she was looking at getting breast implants, and you know they talk about um, Betty White's breasts. Actually, Betty, Betty, the Rose's breasts come up in a few episodes of the Golden Girls, so mm-hmm. I feel like it's a, it's an ongoing topic of how um, well endowed she is in the front. 
Yes, but I feel like she was always the one in control of the narrative about her own breasts versus being a teenager and having boys call out things to you. Um, Okay, so now we're in the kitchen. Chewie's preparing some veggies. Roland is eating what appears to be a cherry tomato. And Sophia is sipping tea while wearing a gorgeous like black and blue and purple floral dress changing it up i was here for it i know i wrote sophia's dress omg yeah yeah it was gorgeous um so roland announces that rose is on the team now because i guess he like took her out to the beach and she showed him her skills um good for her Again, I asked this question many a times of the employees of the Golden Palace. Who is running the hotel? Literally, Michael <laughs> Michael did that in a, in a scene coming up when they're all in Blanche's bedroom. And Michael came out uh, into the living room and being, was like, wait, if they're all in Blanche's bedroom, who's running the hotel? Great question. Who's at the front desk? Yeah. Um, so Blanche then storms in wearing a gorgeous red gorgeous. dress. Gorgeous. The girls are out. There's like this crisscrossy, like strappy action. And I want to play the clip of her opening lines here and her exchange with Sophia, because it is just chef's kiss. Well, you will not believe what happened to me today. I was at a business meeting down at the bank trying to get our line of credit increased. So I'm sitting there across the room from this Mr. Reynolds, a vice president, mind you. And oh, he said the most upsetting thing to me. Don't come back until you're wearing underwear. Sophia, I always go to meetings with men dressed like this. To me, it's just a great business tool. You know, gives me a leg up. Just one? I absolutely love that exchange. Yeah, I know. I know. I was literally like this whole, this episode actually I thought was very strong and for the most part. Mm-hmm. It was so good. And just Sophia, she she had some jokes that didn't quite hit, but those two yeah. zingers don't come back to wearing Sophia underwear. Just didn't one. use Sophia enough as usual, but no, yeah. I know. Yeah. Um, so anyway, the man at the bank thought Blanche was coming on to him. <laughs> this made me laugh so hard. He thought she's like, look, I wasn't coming on to this man, but he thought I was coming on to him just because I said I wanted to put him in a hot tub and drink him like soup. It is the weirdest it is the weirdest phrase. I, again, I relate to Blanche in this moment so often because oftentimes I will, you know, whenever I'm riffing with jokes and I'm just sort of like on stage doing sort of riffs, you know, mm-hmm. I will sometimes make comparisons that, and this is so my mother and me coming out, will make comparisons that make no sense but sound phonetically good together. <laughs> you know what I mean? The, like the sentence sounds like it should make sense, but then when you think about it after you hear it, you're like, wait, hot tub and soup? Like it doesn't make sense, but it's so funny. Yeah, I was I I was here for it. It it was amazing. It reminded me of the hot ham water joke from Arrested Development. Um, yeah, I, mean, I don't know. Yeah. Maybe this was a Mitchell Hurwitz joke. Um, oh, it might have been. Maybe. Um, so Rose points out to Blanche that like this is bad. Like she was yeah. coming onto this man in a work environment and as a businesswoman. Yeah. And she points out that's practically sexual harassment. And I have to say props to Betty White for not pronouncing it harassment that I feel like so many B. people Arthur of would. that age B. Arthur B. Arthur would. 100%. Fully would. I do love just a historical context for everybody, FYI. This was a year, was it a year? No, two years after um, Clarence Thomas and Sandra Day O'Connor and that whole when sexual harassment in the workplace became a very big topic um, for a lot of people, particularly uh, women. And it, it led, obviously, particularly for women, and it led partially those hearings and some of the conversations around sexual harassment in, in the workplace led to um, the largest election of women in the, U- in, well, at that time in U.S. history in 1992. They called it something like the year of the woman or something. And it had great, great strides for women entering the Senate, the first African-American woman was elected to the U.S. Senate, Carol Mosley Braun. Like it was a big, the first time two women from a state were elected to the U.S. Senate, California with, with I mean, Barbara Boxley and, um, oh God, the current Senator, what's her name? Diane Feinstein. And so it was a big, it was a big, big, big year. And like, you know, sexual harassment was a big topic of conversation in 92 and 93. Mm-hmm. Still is, as it should be. 
So it's great that they were talking about it on the Golden Girls. Yeah. Um, Golden Palace, Carrie. Sorry. You know what I mean? <laughs> Um, so Roland and Rose, of course, think that this going, this Blanche doing this is going to make the hotel look bad, which yeah. I mean, honestly, can it you will. at this point point to one good business decision Blanche has made since they <laughs> bought this hotel? Um, so Rose mm-hmm. once again has to remind Blanche that she's not a social butterfly anymore. Yeah. She is a businesswoman and she should behave like that. She should behave like one. Um, and she and gets she, into it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And they they point out that she does it to Brad, the pool boy. And yeah. she's like, okay, all right, maybe maybe you actually has a point. Um, Again, and- another episode of Blanche sort of being confronted with her sexuality in a lot of ways, mm-hmm. and how she and, and how, how she, she uses treats it. other. Yeah, how she uses it with other people, particularly yep. men. Yeah, exactly. So. Um, Roland points out, um, and it is kind of a funny moment. He's like, you know, with Brad, the pool boy, um, Roland's like, you know, he thinks at some point he's going to have to sleep with you to keep his job, which is a very serious thing. And Blanche jumps up so excited and she goes, really? He said that? (laughs) I mean, again, again, Blanche, (laughs) I related to Blanche in this moment. One little sign of interest from friends slash Brad. I mean, those shorts, my God, those shorts. We're not, yeah, well, it's so funny. I really thought you were just going to talk about Don Cheadle the whole time, but Brad I, is like I the will surprise. talk about Don Cheadle when we get to the next scene, but wow, Brad slash Fred, those shorts. <laughs> um, oh, I love it. Uh, so Blanche realizes she's sexually harassing people, especially in the workplace, and it's wrong, but also tomorrow she's supposed to be with Mr. Gentry of the Mecca Hotel, and she's yeah. going to seduce him out of those parking spots, but fear not, because Blanche Devereaux is going to find something other than her sex appeal to win over that man. She's a changed woman. Yes, but not really, but yes. Yes. So now we're at the volleyball. Can game. we talk about this set? They have, not only do they have adequate extras, well, we can discuss the adequateness of the extras considering- Oh, did play you volleyball. have a note about that too? Well, the because extras? it was a lot. Yeah, I did. It was- I had a note about one extra in oh, wait, particular. What did you have? Do you have a Fred's Less Bread crush on an extra? No, I I had I was I was like fearful of one of the extras. Hmm. We'll get to it. I'm not there in my notes yet. But okay. I'll, I'll get there. No, oh, I was just I very it. impressed by the set. I was impressed by the extras. The casting of this episode I felt was perfect. Um, the particularly, set look amazing. Like the yeah. volleyball, the the sand with the volleyball, yeah. the um, the like backdrop that they had of like yeah. the sky and yeah, they had it populated with a good amount of beachy extras. It yeah. was, it did. It looked really good for And the extras set. looked like they would be playing volleyball on the beach. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, so Roland and Brad are playing against two other dudes. They're yeah. crushing it. The game is over. Yeah. Chewy wants to be tagged in. And Roland kind of lies and makes it seem like they're not doing so well. He's like, oh, sorry, man. Like they can make a comeback at any second. And Chewy is where like Chewy, my heart goes out to Chewy. He's wearing like knee pads and ankle guards, which even though they never let him play, he still comes dressed, prepped, ready to go every single time. That's Chewy reminded me of me going to the beach um, in that I, I don't, fit in at the beach because I don't know how to dress appropriately. And and if whatever is appropriate for the beach, I don't feel comfortable in. So I tend to go in. Well, appropriate yard. is whatever you feel comfortable in. Thank That's you. what's appropriate. Thank you. But you tend like Chewy to stand out in the thing that you feel most comfortable in because nobody else feels comfortable in the thing that you feel comfortable in. So for me, it's always Welcome. like, I, that's what I say too, but it's always like a big umbrella and it's like a large, you know, cover-ups and just sort of, I'm, I'm completely covered head to toe. I'm Diane Keaton at the beach in something's got to give like that is me, except not in white. I'm in black. And, and I can relate to Chewy in this situation. I mean, the only thing I'll say about wearing all black at the beach is the sun really, I mean, you probably get pretty warm. Well, and here's the black. thing. Here's the thing. I only spend five minutes on the actual beach and then I tell everyone I'm leaving and I'm going to Starbucks and I'll meet them there after they're done. That's great. Yeah. Don't change a thing. Yeah, I'm Don't fine. change a thing. Yeah. Um, we should also talk about, this is the first scene we see where Rose is wearing shorts and Betty White. Those legs. Do you she think she was wearing tights? Looks ama- no, she wasn't wearing tights. Those are her legs. You think so? She- 
Yeah, and I think she looked absolutely stunning. I think she was wearing a pair of pantyhose. I disagree. I just, I, now all, this is this is drag coming out of me, but I question anybody's le- bare legs on television that doesn't have any red marks or any sort of like, doesn't have anything shaking or anything like that. I feel like there would have to be a pair of tights that were probably partially see-through, partially opaque, that were covering up the things and keeping her in that where she needed to be. But at the same time, maybe l- listeners, please chime in. What do you think? This is leg gate. Do you think that Betty White was wearing something on her legs that day? I think she was. It may be makeup. Um, maybe makeup, but I don't think that she was because I think that if she were wearing tights, even if they were like a little opaque and a little translucent, one, if they're translucent, I feel like, are you going to see some type of sheen? But also I feel like the tone, the skin tone matched perfectly like to yeah. with her arms. But she, I mean, she's a, she's a, she's a, you know, a performer. Like they have tights for that. Yeah. I, I don't think she did, but yeah. Um, audience, everybody listening, Golden Girls fans weigh in. Yeah. Um, so they're really playing. They yeah, really oh, play volleyball. They play volleyball. Yeah. They play this volleyball. Like the Olympics. Well, that's the thing is I feel like with Brad and with the um, the guys that they play later, there's a guy that has one line who's like, you know, hit it to the guy over there. He stinks. Yeah. The they When they auditioned those actors, they were included. You have to be able to play volleyball. Can you on play a, volleyball? Even if it's like a rudimentary level. Do No. I used to play like when I was a kid, like it, like, like for fun? Fourth of July parties, but that was it, oh. like at my house, cookouts. Yeah, I never did. I was never good. I don't think I've uh, ever once hit a volleyball with like my hand in a normal way ever in my life. Well, maybe we should, maybe we should make that happen one of these days. Mm, that's okay. So, um, so Chewy wants to play. Roland says no. It's actually Brad who convinces Roland to let Chewy and Rose play. Yeah, because he's, um, he's not only is he attractive, but he's kind. Yes, he's very kind. Um, so Rose and Chewy jump in after Rose does like a super long cheer. I couldn't even find the strength to write it all down. But basically, it's to make up for the shortness of the Onward St. Olaf, Onward yeah. We Go song, I guess, that she wrote. Yeah. Um, they jump into the game. Um, and, uh, the other team, they're so happy to see Chewie in. Cause they're like, Hey, hit it to that guy. He stinks. Now this is where I saw an extra standing. So the two men on the opposing team, yeah. there's an extra standing in the middle of them, but he set back off the court and he's standing completely still like a statue yeah. lone guy, sunglasses, towel draped around his neck. He looked like a matrix agent trying to fit in, in like Aruba. He gave me the heebie-jeebies. <laughs> a matrix agent. Yeah. So That's I was so a little, specific. I was just like, move, do something, scratch your nose. Um, anyway, so, uh, so here we get into like a, a series, a gaggle of, of physical bits with Rose yeah. and Chewy. Um, she decides to serve cause she's great at it. Um, but she serves the ball hits Chewy in the butt. Then the other team serves and the ball comes neither move. Cause they're like, Oh, I thought you were going to get it. Yeah. And then the same thing happens again. And then Roland comes out and he's like, when are you asked to call for the ball? So the other one knows. And I'm, I'm like, I thought Rose was awesome at volleyball. What's happening here. Um, so then the ball comes and they both go, you got it. So they lose another point. So now they're like losing and Roland calls a timeout and he's like, all right, you guys are out. Me and Brad are back in. Um, and again, this, like you said, the volleyball blocking was so amazing on this yeah, show with him and Brad good. playing to, cause good. they end up winning the game. And it was like, they didn't do a lot of quick, like edit cuts or no. to like create the illusion of a game, which I feel like you sometimes see when people are playing like ping pong. Yeah, yeah. Um, it was amazing. So uh, Roland and Brad win the game. Can Chewie's we... like, go oh, ahead. No, you, no, go, you ahead. go ahead. I just, I need to talk about Roland in these shorts. Oh, please. Like it's, I feel like ever since we started watching the Golden Palace, there was one listener who first told me since then it's been a few but there has been one listener who who, a wonderful listener we've messaged a bunch of times and 
he said that this happens, that there's VPL, which is, you know, for anyone who doesn't know what that is, it's very visible penis line in, um, in with Roland. And I did not see VPL because Roland is wearing one of the things that I find people who are thinner on the thinner side, they should never ever wear, which is super baggy, baggy, baggy shorts. Like that is not, that is not what you should be wearing. In my opinion, if you are that, that, that thin, you should be wearing something more form fitted because it will, again, it will, won't accentuate how thin you are then all these things, you know, just practical things. But regardless, I did not see visible penis line. However, like a Pete Davidson, I felt the BDE. Like I felt it in this episode. It might not, the VPL might not have been apparent to me in the way that this listener described it to me. And I am disappointed in that because I would, I wish, I hoped for the VPL for the past, how many episodes? What episode is this? 16, 17? I don't know. Can I tell you something? Yeah. It's not this episode. What? <laughs> I don't like what? condoning the sexualization of Don Cheadle, but I'm going to entertain. Oh, yes. I'm going to entertain <laughs> this runner that we have going for a moment. And Wait, tell it's you, not this episode. It's not this episode. And How I tried to tell you this episode? before, and you How didn't want anything to be episode? spoiled. You just said I want to get to the volleyball episode. So I said, because okay, we'll what... get to the volleyball episode, and then you're going to be disappointed. Wait, so does it happen in a in a shorts moment or how does it happen? Don't tell me the episode. I'm not going to tell happen? you. You'll know. I'm hot. I'm so hot. <laughs> Where did you get that fan? I have a, I have lots of fans around me at all times. A oh challenge just God. produced in the most perfect timing ever a massive fan and began fanning themselves. Okay. Because Michael doesn't like the air on. And so I have to have fans around me, even though we pay for central air. I I just I'm I'm so I I'm so I I feel like You'll I have know. something to look You'll forward know. to now. You'll know. Something to look for. Wow, is it coming in a s- episode soon, or is it like? I can't 20- remember, but we're on episode 16, 17, so it's coming soonish. Well, listener, then it's going to happen for us. I'm going to get this train back on track. Okay, I'm going to find out who that listener is. So I can give him a shout out. Great. So, um, ro- excuse me. Roland and Brad win the game. Chewie's like. He's so upset. He's hurt. He's like, I'm useless. Why am I here? Which again, Chewy, I am with you. If I were him, I would have started because here's where, again, Rose is very competitive when it comes to sports for the purpose of this story. That's not the attitude that she was playing because it would have complicated the story. Mm -hmm. It would have made it messy, whatever. However, They could have played it a little bit like the bowling episode if they wanted to, Mm. where, you know, because Rose got kicked out too. She doesn't seem to care, but they kicked Rose and Chewie off the court. Mm. I would have liked to have seen Chewie and Rose team up, enter the tournament themselves. Mm -hmm. I feel like that would have been a fun story move. I know it's like the bowling episode, but it just makes Chewie active. One of my problems was that Chewie didn't do anything active really in this episode he just like kept getting shit on and shit on and shit on and then got shit on some more and then Roland apologized and he's like all good and then kind of shits on himself Mm -hmm. so I I know it would have been reminiscent of the bowling episode but I would have loved to have seen them play together under I think that's a a very smart idea fake hotel name they could have been like like the herring enchilada hotel. I don't know. Just make up any fake hotel name or just golden palace 2.0. And then they play. And then he gets to go up against Roland. And even if he loses, he'd be like, Hey, at least I got to play. Mm-hmm. And, and, and he gets to like emotionally go up against Roland, which he's just constantly getting shat on this whole yeah. episode. So it would have been nice to see him stand up for himself. But mm. anyway, Wow, I'm sorry. As you were saying all of that, I kept thinking of of this this upcoming VPL that's happening. I was very lost. And the listener is Bobby. Bobby, we have something to look forward to. I'm so excited. And also, I have to share one piece of information that I didn't look up before we started recording, but I looked up as you were saying that because I was thinking of the VPL and then Bobby's um, shorts as well. The actor is Stephen James Carver, and he's actually done quite a bit. Stephen James Carver. He was in Liar, Liar and Star Trek The Next Generation. A bunch of Star Treks, actually. He's been in a few Star Treks. I'm going to see if he's on Instagram. They wear tight uniforms, don't they? Okay, meanwhile. (laughs) 
Sophia is in the dining room putting some flower arrangements out when Blanche enters, dressed like a professor from Hogwarts. I love Brainy Blanche. Yeah, I. you know what she looks like? So uh, Blanche, or not Blanche, Rue McClanahan, later on, she did a few roles. Um, uh, like, well, she did Wicked on Broadway, which was great. I think it was Broadway, the touring production, I forget. And, and, but there was another one. She did Steel Magnolias. She did a bunch of stuff. And she would sometimes play that stuffy sort of like Southern woman. You know what I mean? Like she'd have outfits that went up to her neck and stuff, which it, for me, it was always drawing to see Rue McClanahan in anything that wasn't sort of like a chest revealing outfit. Like I, mm-hmm. all, I it, whenever she was wearing anything that went up to her neck, I was always like, oh, is she sick? What's <laughs> happening? Sophia said she's like who are you supposed to be Dr. Quinn medicine slut I mean the fact that we got a Dr. Quinn medicine woman reference on a golden girls thing makes me so happy yeah it was it was a great reference uh so Blanche has announced she has changed no more using her sexuality to do business from now on she is Blanche Devereaux businesswoman and like I appreciate the effort so then Mr. Gentry, owner of the Mecca Hotel, walks in looking for Blanche. And he says, um, you know, excuse me, I'm looking for Blanche Devereaux. She takes off her glasses and goes really low and goes, I'm Blanche Devereaux. Like, so turned on. Clearly, this is going to be hard for her. Now, this actor who plays Mr. Gentry, he's played by a man named Ricardo Montalban, Mm. who is known for his sort of Latin lover style in Hollywood. I did not particularly like, I did like, again, my, the, the bar is Jake, Jake, the hunk. Mm -hmm. I know we had this problem with, um, uh, with what's, what's his face with the guy who played her college crush, um, Dick Van Patten last time Yes, yes, that for Blanche Devereaux to lose her mind over this man, I just wasn't feeling it. Oh, really? No, I can feel this. And I, I too would have lost my mind for this man, just because if anyone comes in and delicately touches me in an area that I don't, not even in an area, but like just in a way that seems sort of like inviting, I don't care what you look like. I will immediately be smitten. I'll be like, stop it. Shut up. Lynch was absolute toast. Like he kissed her hand and yeah, he called I would her be beautiful. Too. I would be and too. She, she goes to leave the room and she, I mean, she's so clearly uncomfortable and she's like, I'm going to leave to change into something not so hot. Now <laughs> she's hot, in her room. Hot. hot. Yeah. And this is, I think the scene where Michael's like, who's running the yeah, hotel. Because they're looking, she's looking for an outfit to change into impress this man. And like, why are, who's running the hotel? I, yeah, I don't know. Maybe Roland is at the front desk and maybe Chewie is doing things in the kitchen and everything else is being neglected. So yeah, she's doing that. She's pulling out a bunch of different sexy outfits. Sophia and Rose come in. They try to talk her out of it. They're like, look, you haven't even tried yet. Yeah. And there's a great line where she references her breasts and she says, why should I use my brain? Why can I can have these proud beauties stand up for me? I mean, and Sophia goes, I've got news for you. They're falling down on the job a little. <laughs> Daggy boob joke. I mean, it's funny. <laughs> um, and then Rose tells Blanche that she acts this way because she suffers from Sturgeon Yankin, which is a long St. Olaf story. Yeah. And it's just a horrible story about um, like a psychologist who pulls all of the teeth of the women in town. He yanks them all out so that they're less promiscuous, which like, I feel like in today's climate. (laughs) Probably wouldn't fly. Let's yeah. But like, but it's also just goes to show that we're always trying to police women (laughs) when it comes to this kind of stuff. And no one wants to tell a man what to do with his body. Mm -hmm. Um, Vasectomies. Anyway, (laughs) so they finally convinced Blanche to just get back out there and be professional. Have a professional Um, meeting. And have a professional meeting. So you know what? Blanche comes out and he tries. He's like, I'd rather do this over dinner. And she's like, no, Thank you. Let's keep it professional. Did this meeting um, remind you a little bit of a little romance when Blanche is like slipping in? Because in this scene, Blanche is 
struggling to control her horniness and her her sexual responses. And in A Little Romance, she was struggling to not reference that this was a little person she was speaking with. And it's, I kept thinking of A Little Romance as she was doing this scene. Yeah, that's funny. I did too when, um, you know, they're like, let's keep things professional. She offers him some tea and she goes, yeah. one hump or two. That was the, <laughs> that was the shrimp of this episode. Yeah, I, that's funny. So I had the same thought. Yeah. And he keeps trying to be sexual with her. And honestly, if she wanted to, she could have been like, you let me keep those parking spots or I'm going to sue you for sexual harassment. <sighs> um, she could have, cause he, he says, um, that's some dirty stuff. He, oh, they say some dirty stuff. Um, like, um, he says like our hotels are so close. We're practically on top of each other. Um, but Blanche to her credit, she holds it together and she is professional. Yeah. She finally says she bought this hotel as a challenge to herself and she can do this too. Yeah. And then she proposes something totally reasonable as a way for them to deal with the parking problem. It's just like, you'll use it this time and I'll use it this time. And she did it. Yeah. Blanche did it. Did it. Very simple. She did it, but she's also going to be able to, you know, go on dates with them or do whatever she wants, but she did it. She did it. Um, okay. So back to volleyball. Um, this was the volleyball scene where Roland, I wrote Roland is finally shirtless. H. Allen, are you okay? I'm, I wasn't okay. In fact, I was having this moment between Roland and, and Brad slash Fred that I, I honestly, I had to, I had to ask Michael to leave the room. <laughs> I was like, Mike, you, I'm sorry. I love you, but you have to leave. I need to be alone in this moment. This is my moment. And I thought it was, I was actually so eager for this to be the VPL moment. I thought this was it because he was finally shirtless mm -hmm. in those baggy red shorts. And I thought, okay, this is it. I need to, I'm, I'm going to get close to the television and I'm going to wait for this moment. Like, like it's like, it's like white squall. And I'm looking at Ryan Felipe and wet underwear again, like I was 10 years old, like I did when I was 10 years old. Uh, but it wasn't that. It wasn't that at all. In fact, it was sort of a letdown. But I still looked closely at Brad, Brad slash Fred and, and Roland. Again, I'm going to entertain this, this long runner we now have on the podcast. <laughs> Do you want to know what type of clothing he's wearing? Yes, I would. That would I don't want to know the episode, but I would like to know what he's wearing. I feel like I might have an idea, but tell me. What do you think? I feel like he's wearing one of those early 90s, like hanging with Mr. Cooper baggy suit pants. Do you know what I mean? You remember those to pants? The, to, that I were, do. That, I like, do. that like Mr. Cooper would always wear and they were, I mean, not that I had ever had a thing for <laughs> Mr. Cooper, Maybe I did, but he would wear these like very baggy early nineties, sort of like sometimes pleated pants. And they just, they were, they were the, they were a type of fabric that just flowed really well, but mm -hmm. they weren't quite linen. You know what I mean? To the best of my knowledge, it's silk pajamas. <gasps> <laughs> the fan is back out. The fan is back out. Oh, are wow. you okay? Wow, silk, silk pajamas. <laughs> you're fanning yourself with such, oh, you're having such a Blanche moment. You're having such a Blanche moment. All right, while well, you continue right. to fan yourself with your giant, gorgeous fan, um, I want to talk about Donald how gorgeous, <laughs> I love it. What does it say, Moody? Moody it says yeah. Moody and it's Moody. Donald Duck. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I love me. me. I love it. Yeah. Um, Rose looks absolutely stunning, dressed like a cheerleader, a Saint so Olaf cheerleader. I absolutely love it. So she's the cheerleader again because they won't let her play. Yeah, um, she's fine she, with it. It's yeah, she's fine with it. But again, this is because this isn't her story, and she's doing yeah. a really funny thing where she keeps cheering like "Go team, go team!" And then yeah. Brad gets hurt, and she goes, "He's hurt, he's hurt," and that's like a really funny thing. <laughs> um, so uh, Roland asks Rose to play, but like, she's just like a cheerleader. Um, and Chewy is, you know, cause Brad's hurt, he's out. Chewy's like, come on, Lan, like just put me in. Yeah. So Roland finally lets Chewy play, oh, but he's not really not letting like, him play. This made me not like Roland, I have to admit. This moment made me very uncomfortable in my attraction to Roland because this made this was very mean. He's like jumping in front of Chewy, not giving yeah. him an opportunity to make contact with the ball. So finally, Chewy calls a timeout. He pulls Roland aside and he tells yeah. him this story. He tells him when he was a kid, 
He was never chosen to play on teams. And the other kids used to call him Senor Stinky. And he never wanted to go through that pain again. And he thought that as an adult, he wouldn't have to. Yeah. So Roland, again, Roland as his friend, maybe was like letting his competitive side get ahead of him. So he's like, you know what, Chewy, you're right. Uh, you know, yes, I'm going to let you play. And then comes the big moment of the game where this one guy serves it. It goes right on the net, over the net to Chewy, and it's in yeah. slow motion. Mm -hmm. And Roland says, easy one. And then Chewy looks over at Roland and goes, what? And then the ball goes right by him and I'm he with, misses it. I'm with Chewy in this. Don't talk to me. If you want me to hit the ball, let me hit the ball. Don't yell at instructions in me while I'm supposed to be doing something. Mm-hmm. Yup. Sorry, and, Roland. And yeah, so Chewie's Handsome like, you, dis you distracted me. And Roland's like, you're going to blame this on me. You really are Senor Stinky. I and mean. then, and then that's bad enough. And then he goes, you're the worst, Chewie. I can't. It's just, it's no. That's, that's when Chewie should take his little bag and he should run away from home. Mm-hmm. He, your friend, after you've been shitting on him, he has been showing up for you, wanting to be a yeah. part of this team. Yeah. This is why I didn't love this story is that Roland, even when he hears this story, he gives Chewie a chance and he still like, Oh, but I like it though because it shows, it shows different character development for them. We actually have a fully thought out episode for Chewie and Roland in a way that we don't really get all that often. Like, and it didn't take away from the fun of the girls either, which I love. It wasn't like this episode was about Chewie and Roland. It was the girls were used adequately in a story to tell a dynamic between Roland and Chewie. And I like that. I, but I don't think it, we didn't learn any, to me, we didn't learn anything. We totally learn about, stuff. about their relationship about, because here's what happens. So here's the resolution. The next day, uh, Rose and Roland are in the lobby. Chewie comes in. Roland now suddenly feels bad. He's just had the night to think about it, I guess. And he's yeah. trying to buddy up to him being like, Chewie, my main man, my main yeah. man. And he just apologizes. He's like, look, I'm sorry. I don't want to lose you as my friend. And Chewie goes, does this mean I get to play next year? And Roland goes, no. And then Chewie goes, good, because that would be really humiliating. So this was is a really lackluster resolution for I mean, me. I agree. Like, they could have they could have had a more of a dynamic of the resolution. I get I, I agree with that. But I also feel like we learned a lot about these characters in this episode in that we know Roland is incredibly handsome and competitive and enjoys baggy shorts and you know is athletic and 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 that is good. And we learned that Chewy is not and he's actually pretty sensitive. He's not just a funny guy. He's actually pretty he has a soft side that we often don't see. And so we learn things about these characters in this episode that I don't think we've seen all this whole season. Yeah, we we learned we had we learned this chewy backstory, which, yeah. you know, but which sure we're learning something about him, but I don't know. With Roland, like Roland's apology kind of comes out of nowhere. He doesn't even say, like, look, I I I realize I'm a very competitive person and yeah, I know. that I got the best. I don't know. It just felt it was just such like a linear, it was just such it was a story that was just like, okay, we're moving forward. We're moving forward. Are we gonna throw a wrench in it and suddenly change directions? No, I'm sorry. Is the TV the writer in me? The only everybody else is off, probably like the sorry. only thing that was off in this episode is that Susan Harris didn't write a spin-off that's somehow related to Showtime's Minx or HBO's Minx um, for Brad slash Fred. That's what I would want. I would want Brad slash Fred to get so frustrated with being sexually harassed by Blanche that he moves to Hollywood to make it big, but he doesn't, he doesn't really make it big and he gets somehow wound up with this magazine that wants to do naked pictures. And he does it because he wants to be liberated. You know, finally, he wants to be liberated. And I think then- you should write that spinoff. I think I will. And then Blanche would come visit and then she'd be really excited because she'd find the magazine in some like trashy 7-Eleven in Miami and she'd fly all the way to Los Angeles. And well, that's the story, really. I just wrote something. You just actually. wrote something, pitch it. Um, so Blanche comes in uh, through the front door with Mr. Gentry. And now that their business has concluded, they can open a, new, open a new chapter in their relationship. And then he gives her a kiss, which is like not quite on the mouth, but like yeah, but it's, it's, it's almost there. 
And um, he goes, my hotel or yours? And she goes, mine. They know me at yours. <laughs> Loved it. So good. So okay. good. Um, so yeah, I actually really enjoyed that story in the episode. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then the tag. Um, so Chewie is, we're back out on the beach and Chewie is playing volleyball. We just see Chewie's side of it. And he's doing really, really well. And then we pull back to reveal that Roland is playing with Chewie and he's blindfolded with one arm tied behind his leg. And here I wrote, H. Allen, how are you holding up? I, I was, that was, I was holding up just fine because at that point I was so focused. A, it was a bit of a BDSM turn on, but it also was, I was focused on Brad slash Fred and what he's up to and why well, he wasn't involved in this scene. I wanted, I would actually would have loved to seen him from behind jumping blindfold. Wow. I'm, I'm so my notes were not prepared for this switch from, uh, from Roland to well, Roland's Brad not going to give me Fred. the VPL. I got to switch to Brad slash Fred because you're going to get it. I'm telling you, it's just, I'm really excited. Um, so yeah, th- that's the end of the episode. Um, yeah. I, I really enjoyed the Blanche storyline. I thought it was great. I loved Rose as a cheerleader and uh, I loved Sophia Zingers. There were a lot of great jokes, but overall just, yeah, the Chewy Roland story. I thought volleyball was like a really great set piece, but that story just didn't really go anywhere for me. It was just a lot of repeat beats of like, that he won't let Chewy play. He won't let Chewy play. He won't let Chewy play. Yeah. He lets Chewie play, but then Chewie doesn't it. play well. So he yells at him and then he apologizes. It was just a very, it was a, I just thought kind of a boring story, but I actually really I'm sure there are people. Yeah. I really enjoyed this episode, but clearly I enjoyed it for different reasons than you did. Um, only because. Yeah. I feel like you've aesthetic. got um, like Brad colored glasses on, you know? I do. I do. Oh, yeah. I wish. Should we take um, a break? All right. Golden let's, takeaways? let's do it. Okay, we are back with our golden takeaway, which is a nugget of truth or inspiration that you can apply to your life or the lives of our listeners. Carrie, what is your golden takeaway from this episode? My golden takeaway is, um, and I told you earlier how my family, we used to play volleyball games on our front lawn every summer when we'd have cookouts in yeah. like the 80s and 90s. And I think I want to go back to that. Like we would dance to the electric slide on the grass. Nobody had cell phones. So I think next time I go home for a visit, I'm going to set up a volleyball net and like, guess what? No one's going to be excluded. (laughs) I really should be. I'll sit on the side in a really big black muumuu and a massive, massive hat. And I'll be reading a Stephen King book while reading a spiked iced tea beverage. You'll be fully welcome. Yeah. Thank you. What's your golden takeaway? My golden takeaway from this episode is um, I'm going to do a spinoff podcast dedicated to the career of Stephen James Carver and his very short resume. I mean, he only has 15 credits, but some of the things that I will cover on this podcast include Star Trek The Next Generation, an episode of Ellen where he played detective number one, Sisters, Dream On. He was in Liar Liar, Melrose Place. So he hasn't really, I mean, he has one credit from 2018, but before that, the last credit is Melrose Place in 1997. So it'll be a limited run podcast. But, but Brad slash Fred will get the attention that he deserves. And I feel like listener Bobby, um, my Instagram friend slash GG VIP Bobby will maybe join me, DM me, Bobby. Let me know if you were uh, struck by Brad slash Fred as much as I was or any listener, really. If what What's your thought on Brad slash Fred? Did you slow motion the short scenes? I well, did. hey, now that you're on Brad slash Fred's uh, Instagram page, what's the name of the character? Is it Brad? Um, oh yes, good call. I didn't even look at that. Uh, let's see, the Golden Palace. He, it's oh, it's Brad. Brad the pool guy slash Brad. Okay, great. Yeah, there you go. Right. Well, we've been calling him Fred the whole episode. No, we've been appropriately calling him Brad slash Fred. Uh, thank you <laughs> all so much for watch. Go back and watch when Blanche chases him in the beginning of the episode because I swear someone says Fred. I swear someone. Says okay, Fred. that's something. Pull that clip if you can find it. I'm gonna find it. I'm gonna. Okay. Find it. 
That's it. <laughs> Thank you all so much for listening. Uh, we really appreciate it. We enjoy you all. Be sure to tune in next week when we watch Say Goodbye, Rose. Oh, that sounds so sad. It really does, doesn't it? I don't want that. Um, okay, guys, we are a hoo-ha-ha podcast. We're on the hoo ha Network, so definitely go give them a follow and download that app. Going to be lots of fun. You can also follow us on social media at Golden Girls Pod on Twitter, out on the Lanai official on Instagram, on Facebook. We are Golden Girls Pod, and I am H. Allen Scott slash Sadie Pines on everything. And I'm Squizzy on Instagram and Squiddy Squid on Twitter. And if y'all have a moment and you want to rate and review the podcast, wherever you rate and review podcasts, we would greatly appreciate it. And as always, remember. Stay golden. Stay golden. You will see the biggest gift will be from me and the car.